It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. In the city. Hot in the city tonight. It's hot in the city, guys, and it's about to get hotter because Luke and Pete are here to give you the Luke and Pete show. Oh, yeah. Hot down, summer in the city. Back of my neck, feeling dirty, gritty. There's lots of uh, hot songs about the city and the summertime. Um, um, Have a drink, have a drive. Smooth, which by uh, Rob Thomas and Santana. Wait, man, it's a hot one. Give me a heart, make it real, or else forget about it. Yeah. That's the one, right? Yeah. I'd find that song dull. Um, it's the Return of Luke and Pitch, episode 66, by yes. my reckoning. I got it right. You did? I was off my, I was off my dome piece, as you might say, Luke. Straight off the da- damn dome piece. Straight off the damn dome piece. And uh, yeah, we're back with more fun and games, uh, reading out your emails, and all kinds of lovely uh, stuff. It is a mm, Thursday. <laughs> you can't even remember. It is a Thursday. Yeah, it must be. It must and be. And it's the freaking weekend, guys. It's the freaking weekend, baby. I'm about to. Mm. Oh, you can't. It's R. Kelly. You can't sing him anymore. Oh uh, yeah, you no. cannot sing him anymore. Was it Spotify have stopped algorithmically um, putting his songs in, um, which is long overdue, isn't it? They have. The problem with the problem with music is there's a lot of people who are quite problematic. It's all art. From it's James, all art. From James Brown to Dr. Dre to. Everyone really. Well, they say, can you separate the art from the artist, Pete? Botticelli was a murderer. Was he? Who did yeah. he murder? Don't know. No one famous. No <laughs> one famous. Yeah, I think it's Botticelli. He, I heard. I he, can't lie to him. He's been about five hundred years. I heard he uh, chased. Um, um, uh, God, not Ger- why have I got Geronimo on my head? <laughs> Who did you talk last week? The Rasputin. Oh yeah, Geronimo. Getting, no, Geronimo Rasputin. Getting, yeah. And uh, I only remember, uh, remember like um, when there used to be an advert. Or so, yeah, it was an advert for condoms or using a condom, um, and it was an old man. He's a British old man. He's from Yorkshire or something. He's like, eh, back in the day, yeah. mm. back in the day, yeah, he used something called a Geronimo. And he, he said he still had his. And he got it out of a, a case, basically. It was a reusable rubber sheath um, that, he'd, uh, that you'd have to put on your, your wanger. And it was, looked very unlovable, very thick. Geronimo condom. But it was a multi-use condom. Right. Unwelcome. Unwelcome where's it, where's this come from? Like, my memories. Cause, cause I, in my, my memoirs in my in my head I had the um, famous Native American Geronimo but I've, then I thought about the condom the multi-use condom 
And you've got one of those with you today? or I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> you never know when you you're going to You cannot be too safe. Never know. This is absolutely audio sex. I'm alone. And let's I'm keep, let's keep it safe. Let's keep it safe. <laughs> Pete, what have you been up to, my friend? Um, thinking about condoms mainly. Thinking about condoms mainly, doing bits and bobs, uh, hanging out, um, chilling, relaxing, shooting some b-ball outside the school. Yeah. Which my sister thought uh, was um, shooting some people outside the school. Shooting some people outside I mean, that would be a real swerve, wouldn't it? Yeah, he murdered people outside his school. He's got, you know. It was Caravaggio that was a murderer, not Botticelli. Stop besmirching the good name of Botticelli. Sorry, it was Caravaggio. He's a right shit. That'll get you in the bot- Botticelli at some point. Botticelli had, did nothing. Nothing like that. What was that. Caravaggio's murdered victim? Um, I'll tell you if you want. I'm just going to look yeah. it up. I'm Making not a murderer. Maybe he was just um, in the frame for another murder. Um, maybe you just yeah. want to see Wrestlemania maybe he did maybe <laughs> he did why don't you tell us what you've been up to apart from that stop stalling and tell us and I'll look up uh, Paravaggio's crimes I've done very little to be honest uh, this week it's been quite quiet you've been beaten by me quite heavily at FIFA I, I can't get my head around this at all I mean I'm a man who likes to get I like to game a FIFA mm. but um, uh, the other lads from the Football Ramble a fine football podcast have started playing FIFA and I'm not very good at it, which is very upsetting. Mm. Very upsetting indeed. Listen to this quote about Caravaggio. Mm. We know far more about Caravaggio than most pre-modern artists because he was brought to trial so often. <laughs> <laughs> That's good, isn't it? There we go. Not too bad, <laughs> is it? Um, I've not been up to an awful lot, really. Um, basically planning for this and looking forward to the World Cup but that's another story and if you want to hear all about that you can hear about that on the Football Ramble I'm getting quite um, well, I'm getting World Cup fever I'm worried yeah I am I'm, I, it always happens I, like it's really weird what's the um, what's the uh, treatment for World Cup fever uh, England's performance is <laughs> the direct uh, correlation yeah. between excitement and uh, yeah um, you know, we talked a bit about, um, so you mentioned it, we talked a bit last week about, uh, oh, sorry, last show, I keep saying last week, last show about um, <clears throat> Rasputin and the guy, what was his name, the un- the unkillable Iron Mike Malloy or whatever mm. it's called. Um, someone also else got in touch with a similar thing, <clears throat> excuse me, which was the, the story of Betty Lou Oliver. Have you heard about this? No. So Betty Lou Oliver, um, she was working on the um, 80th story the Empire State Building on July 28th, 1945. Uh, on that day, due to thick fog, a B-25 Mitchell bomber crashed into the north side of the building. Oops. It struck the 79th floor. And she was on the 80th floor in the elevator. She was thrown um, from it and received severe burns. Her pelvis, back and neck were also broken. After treating her injuries, first aid workers put her back in an elevator send her down to the main floor. Mm. The cables of that elevator had been weakened by the crash and they broke, plummeting her 75 stories to the basement. But she survived. The reason she survived, get this, 300 metres of elevator cable had fallen to the bottom of the shaft, which created a massively soft landing surface. (laughs) So she's basically just plunged into a big, like, bouncy castle type thing and survive still be it'd still be pretty harsh i'd say but <coughs> also that's what they say the the, the only um i mean very few people survived elevator um fall like that certainly that amount of um floor but um you should lie on your back if you if you if you if you know what's going down lie on your back is that true is that what you to, should well, do to absorb the impacts like to, to to give you more surface area right i thought you could just jump at the end <laughs> that's what everybody thinks yeah yeah no, um no, glenn no, bevinson no. that in thanks for that glenn. and apparently betty lou's uh elevator fall still stands 
um, is the Guinness World Record for the longest survived elevator fall. Didn't she um, continue to work at the building? I think that was the case. Did she? I think I think that was the uh, story. Well, you can't just quit your excuse job, can you? Ter- you know? excuse the term Need the money. Yeah. <laughs> I'll just say, look, can I get a transfer to the first floor, <laughs> please? Yeah, I always get I always get the all of the horrible videos I've seen online of people hurt themselves in elevators. It's always they're getting out with the elevator or going at the elevator. The elevator starts dropping and they jump yeah. out and they get their legs caught. And they're, yeah, they're done. It's not good. They're is it? done, mate. It's not or good. Or somebody t- like drove like um. They drove like a uh, like a miniature cart, you know, the little um, kind of in, carts that people who can't walk have. Um, just like a mo- mo- mobility yeah, scooter. Yeah, something went wrong, and they just kept ramming the door, and the door just gives way, and you just they just fall into the elevator. What a mess! Are you scared? Do you have any fear of elevators? A lot of people do, don't they? No, none of my fears are like I won't do something. It's just a bit like occasionally if I remember that I'm scared of it, I'll do a little skip out. Do you have so any phobias? Do you have any phobias at all? Like an irrational fear of anything? Um, it's the ankle thing. I think it's the only one that really gets me. I think that right. I really sort of like that's gross. But I just not wanting to watch something. I'm I'm pretty not squeamish. I'm not squeamish. I'm not scared of flying or anything. It's pretty. Standard outside of my, uh, you know, realms of expertise, really. I used to have a bit of a phobia of, uh, of flying, but I'm okay now. I thought it wasn't that a joke, but I'm okay now. Oh, I used to be a wolf. No, <laughs> never mind. Never mind. Someone um, told me quite a funny joke the other day. I went to a birthday party, and uh, the guy whose birthday it was, his dad was there, and he's one of these older, sort of raconteur type guys. And he told quite a funny joke, which was um, he said, A man goes into the library. And says, uh, "Hello, I wonder if you can help me. I'm looking for that new book about men with tiny penises." Mm. And the librarian says, uh, "I don't think it's in yet." And he goes, "Yeah, that's the one." <laughs> <laughs> Lovely old yeah. job. There we go. All right, then let's do some emails after this. Mm. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need a fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot. We charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program. 
Okay, Luke, don't gunge me, mate. Pipe down, Pete. I told you never to argue with the customers. Well, that's up to us, isn't it? Strap yourselves in, because I've got about three or four really good emails here that I want to do. All right, then. Um, but you'll, we'll welcome to go first if you want. No, you kick off, mate. You fuck, You satisfy the beast inside. I'm just making a night of the advert time for you, Pete. Sorry, so I've, got, I've, all, I've written it down. Oh, you've done yeah, it, okay. We've made a, a tacit agreement that uh, I would be writing them down. Do you want to hear um, from friend of the show, Murray James? Yay, Murray James. Very quickly, Murray gets in touch and says, Question, what's worse than having your own mother teach you sex education at school? Something we heard about four or five episodes yes. ago. Answer, being taught your first sex education class at 11 by your mum and your second one at age 13 by your dad. Both my parents were teachers. I went to their school. I had to sit there while my friend Laurie Edwards asked my dad if his erect penis pointed slightly upwards <laughs> as the vagina is slim, similarly sloped. I wanted to shit out my own eyes. Thanks, Murray. <laughs> it's obviously stuck with you, Murray. Yeah. I Very love nice. I love that, Murray. Love he also came it. in with the names. Murray will sometimes um, text me with little uh, WhatsApp voice messages um, pretending to be either Jeff Bezos, um, <laughs> uh, owner of Amazon, is it? Yeah, he owns Amazon, doesn't he? Yeah. Um, uh, uh, who does Tesla? Whoever that guy is. Um, Elon Musk. Elon Musk. Yeah. All of these like rich men. He keeps um, t- texting me voice messages from saying, "Hey man, why would you hang out with me?" The big one was uh, Mark from uh, Mark from Facebook. I'm full of it. Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg. You know who Mark Zuckerberg he calls is? Him, he calls him the Zuck. The Zuck here, man. <laughs> there was that quality. Um, <laughs> that, those um, those memes about Zuckerberg when he gave evidence to that committee about him being like an android. Brilliant. So, he does. He did seem so odd. I just like watching. Why like, do you think he's so odd? Do you think he's a bit of a nerd anyway? And he's just so out of the touch with normal life that yeah, he's massively. gone. Yeah, massively. He's gone. But then you know, if you if you put anyone in a, in a dock, effectively, they're going to seem like weird, aren't they? No, Mike they're Ashley came across all right. <laughs> he did actually. And that, yeah. that annoyed me. He Martin, came across quite normal. Yeah. I, I just wonder what at what point do you get so far detached from modern? I don't know why I'm asking you this, Jesus. So far detached <laughs> from normal life that you don't know what you're doing anymore. No. But you, in a way, Pete, I think you and I, but you particularly, um, are quite departed from normal life. What do you mean? Well, you don't have a normal job. You don't keep normal hours. You don't no. do anything hard. Uh, really? I do with you. It's not that hard, We do a three-er on the Luke and Pete show. Whoa, manly. <laughs> true, true. true. Um, so that first email from Murray w- was good. I- I've got a load lined up here, Pete, so you take your pick of the ones you want, mate, and I'll chip in as well. All right, then. Callum, embarrassing school stories. Long-time listener, first-time emailer. Just the bog stand Panasonic batteries in the work TV remote. I'm getting in touch regarding embarrassing school scenarios uh, from episode 62. When I was 16 and in my final year of high school, I was in a pastoral class. This generally involved learning life skills like first aid, how to write a CV, etc. However, during one warm summer's afternoon, a pastoral class involving involved um, learning CPR on a medical dummy. While watching our Mr. Uh, sorry, while watching our teacher Mr. Burke teach the basics, I started to feel nauseous before blacking out. I later found out that I'd fallen backwards off my chair and smashed my head into the wall. Mr. Burke thought I was taking the piss, so I told my <laughs> laughing classmates to leave me there I was just a, I, as I was just a clown. Uh, once I didn't move for five minutes, he clearly began to panic. My next memory was waking up in class, surrounded by my mates, whilst a librarian called, uh, librarian called Mrs. Dooley pulled away from my face, having done CPR on me. My blood ran cold at the idea I had just been necked by the octogenarian, and I promptly blacked out again. My next memory was being transported from the classroom into the ambulance. God knows why this happened, whether it was because I was six foot three and were on the second floor, I don't know. But the ambulance staff decided that they wouldn't put me on the proper stretcher, but decided to put me in a pram they'd procured from the child development class Gosh. and wheel me through the school <laughs> instead. My knuckles and legs dragged across the floors of my delighted classmates looked on. Finally, in the ambulance on the way to the hospital, the paramedic asked if I'd soil myself, as this was a common side effect of this kind of situation. 
I slowly had to put my hands down my trousers to check if they were full of shit or piss. But thankfully, <laughs> for the sake of my mental health, they were not. Thanks for making Monday and Thursday drive to work a pleasure. And I hope this brightens someone's day. All the best, Callum. Nice That's that, Callum. Imagine Callum being wheeled out in a pram. There's, it seems they've let, to me. They've let him down there, I think. At that school, there's absolutely no sort of... Uh, All bets are off. Yeah, there's no contingency for this happening. No. So, I mean, it's almost like a kid gets falls, falls in ill so bad that he can't uh, walk himself out of the school. They're going to use a pram. <laughs> Kids, the <laughs> thing is, at that age, though, you just have a big ball of chemicals and so many things are going on. I remember I was quite ill. Couple of weeks before I went to university, thought because it was in the middle of a big meningitis break outbreak. So they generally, you know, they took me to hospital. I was sort of fainting and feeling like shit. Um, and they generally thought I had some kind of meningococcal septicemia, as they call it. Right. Uh, and uh, you were just anxious about uni, were you? Did a lumbar puncture and everything. I wasn't well. I don't know what it was. I don't think they did either. Hey, every Never week mind. is a new ailment, isn't there? Oh, every week. Yeah. Um, Never mind. What about this thing, uh, Pete, from Chris? Uh, similar, similar vein. Morning, guys. Just a brief one on embarrassing school stories. Another sex education issue. And while it's not quite my mum turning out and doodling me, exiting her birth canal as per your previous emailer, <laughs> it felt just as bad for me at the time. In 1995, age 10, my parents decided the North was no longer the place for us and moved us a couple of hundred miles to leafy Surrey. Starting a new school in the final year of junior school could have been challenging particularly with a broad Yorkshire accent in a class of Southerners. And while my accent took some stick, what was most interesting was the girls in class seemed to be showing me some interest, Ooh. which was a stark contrast to the tepid response I received from the opposite sex at my old school. Uh, perhaps they found the way I pronounced nout exotic. Deeply ingrained in my memory, I found myself on a table during wet break after sex ed class with four girls that were clearly in the cool group, doing whatever could be considered the 10-year-old version of flirting and showing a lot of interest talking to the new boy. I was getting laughs and on a bit of a giddy high when talk moved to our sex ed class. One of the girls started talking about periods, classic flirting chat, and they began talking about what they would be like and what they should expect. Still on my giddy high and woefully uneducated when it came to this sort of stuff, I mentally mixed up the word period and the word puberty and blurted out, yeah, I've actually already started mine. <laughs> Cue that agonising moment of silence as everyone registered what I'd announced before bursting out laughing and running off to tell their friends in other classes. I'd flown too close to the sun, and now all the cool girls in class thought the new boy had periods. The only silver lining was that I only had one more year left before senior school, and I could try and destroy my reputation in front of a whole new group of kids. It made me cringe to write this. Thanks, guys. Chris. What he should have done is, Chris, is got so angry at the whole situation Flopped it out and just piss, <laughs> piss blood everywhere. Go, have a take about this. You can piss blood on demand as well, can yep. you, Pete? I'm a medical marvel. Just punch myself in the balls. <laughs> oh, love that is job. outrageous. Uh, listen, these mistakes do happen, and I do feel sorry for Chris. I'm sure there are people out there who've done something just as bad, if not worse. Um, Pete, have you got anything to lend to that? In, in a way of encouragement for Chris? I'm going through the menopause right now. <laughs> so... I actually thought the menopause, um, <laughs> let me get this right. Um, I thought the menopause um, was like, I thought you stopped your periods um, when you were like 40 and then your menopause came. When does the menopause kick in? About 47, different, different 40 people, I think, yeah. yeah. It's but, a um, time when, when a woman stops having periods. She can no longer get pregnant. No, no, but like, yeah, but like, um, I thought that the period stopped at around about 40 and then you started the menopause at, um, at 50, which is obviously fucking ridiculous because you start babies. Well into your in your forties. Well, I think it depends different for different people. Yeah, right? but it's, it's not like period um, period stops and then you have got ten years and then the menopause. No. It's literally period stops and then menopause. Yeah. Isn't um, being a it isn't being a woman fucking miserable. You're supposed to be lending support to Chris here. Pete. Oh, sorry. Yeah, 
What can how can Pete uh, how can Chris take encouragement from this? Um, just just don't say it again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, just, just think, don't talk utter shit. I, mean, mate. I, th- I think he's thirty three now, yeah. so I'm hoping he knows the difference by now. Don't talk shit, Chris. He might be a parent. By you now. idiot. Um, Pete, there's two emails there. One is titled Boy in Fight and boy one is titled Man is Pants. Man now, is I want you pants. to do one of those because I'm going to do the other one. Okay, I'll do Boy in Fight because okay. I can't read today. It's a bit shorter. Um, this is from Al Cook in Starbridge. Hello, Al Cook in Starbridge. Where's Starbridge, Pete? I don't know. We should have a little guess as to where they, these places are. I think it might be near Hull. Apparently, it, it, it is in the metropolitan borough of Dudley in the West Midlands. Oh, lovely. Um, lovely part of the world. Uh, well, Al, Al Cook uh, says, hi, people, might be. Um, got a bit of an embarrassing school story. One day in uh, year eight, one of my peers thought it would be amusing to throw my shoe around the playground. This made that me is s- a wanker's trick. That is a wanker's trick. Uh, this made me so incandescent with rage, I started to fight him. Pretty soon into the fight, I realised my opponent was not fighting back as he was in fits of laughter. It was then I realised that I was making kung fu film style sound effects as I was throwing my punches. That is class. That is school, isn't it? Um, it was pretty difficult to carry in the fight carry on the fight after that to rub salt into the wounds the fight was witnessed by a teacher and we were both suspended from lessons for a day and a half thank you Alcott <laughs> did you hear the rumour that um, when Ewan McGregor was cast in the frankly awful The Phantom Menace he had to redo a load of his lightsaber scenes because he was making the noise with his mouth and they could see that his mouth was a funny shape yeah wasn't there um... he was going he was going <laughs> wow um, didn't not Laura Dern I think somebody was um, some <clears throat> some woman some uh, actor was in um, one of the prequels that have just been released and she was also gone pew, 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 when she had a blaster that was Laura Dern The Last Jedi was it not was it Laura Dern I think it might was have been was she in yeah. The Last Jedi yeah oh good on her yeah good, good on her getting yeah. work she's in <laughs> After Jurassic Park. What, what, Jurassic a Park? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. what a movie. Yeah, what a movie. What a movie. Classic scene in Jurassic Park, one of the best ever scenes is when they see the, the big brontosaurus for the first time and Sam Neill's character. Shout shit! Turns, he, he literally, Alpha goes quiet and he goes, fuck about! <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell, they do go in herds! Look at the size of that black Asiatic bear. <laughs> he used to be a puppy. <laughs> you got, got a bear on your t-shirt, which is black. The Great Bear, yeah. The Great, great bear. bear. Listen to this email, Peter, from Ashley. Um, he says, hello, gents. Hope you're well. I'd love to share a harrowing story of mine, which the listeners hopefully should enjoy. When I was about 14 or 15, there was a phase where me and the boys were trying to embarrass each other by pulling down each other's shorts in PE. <laughs> um, at the start of every term, we would all take part in a test of physical strength in a series of exercises using the gym apparatus that would fold away against the wall. Oh, I, I love that's classic, that, isn't it? Yeah, it's old that school. stuff, and there would be so much stuff that you never used. Yeah. Yeah, I just think it was just in the seventies they went, That's dangerous. That's gonna kill a kid, climbing up that bloody rope. Yeah, we used to do it well into the eighties and early nineties, mm. yeah. Mm. Um he said, I don't know if they're still used these days, but we would use the wooden benches that had a hook on the underside at one end and attach it to a wooden bar. Therefore, essentially creating a standing bench press exercise. <laughs> in small groups, we would have six seconds to do as many reps as we could at the standing bench press. I went first, oblivious to the fact that I hadn't tied up my shorts. Quite literally, a schoolboy error. Mm. Usually, when you're pantsed or kegged, we used to call it debagged when we were kids. Debagged? Yeah. Um, your instincts kick in and you manage to pull up your shorts and spare your blushes. I wish I could say I was afforded that luxury. There I am, 20 seconds into it, pressing that bench like Arnie in his pomp. 
I'm holding the bench high above my head when I get flanked by two of my mates who rip my shorts right down to my ankles, <laughs> taking my boxer shorts with them, exposing my chopper to not only the boys, but all the girls and three PE teachers, two of whom were female and couldn't even keep their laughter in. With no other option but to slowly lower the bench back to the floor while 50 people stare, tears rolling down their cheeks, I yanked my shorts up and ran into the changing rooms and locked myself in the cubicle until the class had finished and everyone left. Safe to say, a very little part of me died that day, but all the best, Ashley. That's the thing, right? I wish I'd known what I know now. Own it. Run after the people who did it with your willy out. Because then you flipped it on them. Show more people it. Yeah, just run around going, you've created this monster, you're going to have to deal with it. And, and, my and do call going, it a monster. And my willy's going near you. So the, your solution to Ashley, who's yeah. just had his, you know, involuntarily, just had his penis exposed to 50 people, yeah. is to show it to double that amount. Exactly. And make sure you're not on your boy period. Anyway, <laughs> um, hello to Giles. Good old Giles. I mean, you've written a title of this, but I'm not, uh, not going to read it out. I've never met anyone called Giles. Brandreth. Corin Peterson, yeah. Um, Pete, I, I always put little bolded headlines at the top so you know what the email's about. That you can decide okay. whether you want to do it or not. Well, of course, I want to do this one. <laughs> yeah, I uh, hi, Luke and Pete, a long-term listener and first-time emailer, rocking some Golden Power Super Plus batteries in my TV remote, loving the school stories on the show. Pete, and I'd like to offer my own. I love the gold, the design of the Golden Power. Is that it, the one with the line on it? It's a really good. Line? It's a really good design. No, it's just really good font. Great typeface, guys. I believe yeah. it's known as a typeface. Okay, it's a great not, typeface. Not a it is a great typeface. Um, yeah, uh, I took food technology as a GCSE option for the simple reason that my teacher lied to my parents in a bid to get enough students to run the class by telling them at parents' evening that I showed a natural talent for the subject. I did not. Uh, the, one perk, <laughs> the one perk of the subject was that I got to bring ingredients in every week. I would often try and save some for the break time snack. My best friend, Stu, would often help himself to my tasty treats. One particular lesson offered me a great chance to teach my best friend a life lesson of his own. In this lesson, I was offering my fellow classmates a taste test of the difference between diabetic chocolate and regular lint chocolate whilst recording the results for the part of my coursework. I saved a spare bar of the diabetic chocolate and wrapped it in the lint wrapper to take it out to break with me. This might seem innocent enough, however, as any diabetic will be able to tell you, this chocolate has laxative properties. Oh dear. I mean, that's how X-Lax used to do it. Remember X-Lax used to have like chocolate um, flavors, yeah, kind of yeah. poo-poo, poo-poo bar. Um, it's yeah. called the poo-poo bar. The poo-poo bar. Um, the rapper Excuse recommends, me, which way to the poo-poo bar? The, the, the rapper recommended no more than 20 pieces over the course of the day. I had saved my friend around 30 pieces, which he duly displaced within a 10-minute break. I wasn't in his next lesson, but at second break, he complained of having a bit of a stomachache. Luckily for me, we had science together next, and I got to witness the full effects of the laxatives take hold. <laughs> my best friend began to sweat profusely and rock back and forth <laughs> in his chair with discomfort. This must have got so bad because he put his pencil in his mouth to bite down on. This continued for around 10 minutes before he let out an ear-shattering fart and screamed uh, of a amused science teacher, I need to be excused. <laughs> he didn't wait uh, for a reply and sprinted from our classroom. The science block was a collection of makeshift cabins at the bottom of the playground. I don't know what your playground was like, but, I mean, we just had so many um, uh, like classrooms that were just um, plumbed in. They were yeah. just like, they were, they were just um, cabins, basically. Yeah, yeah. So similar, many yeah. of them. Um, yeah, and uh, so the whole class got to watch in which we were delighted to discuss as his best friend sprinted right across the playground to the main school, pausing halfway for what <laughs> I can only imagine was the moment that his body couldn't fight the urge anymore. He went straight home. He didn't return to school for the rest of the week and his mother called my mother to find out if I knew what happened. Eventually, they figured out that it must have been the chocolate. I feign innocence in the uh, accidental mix-up of rappers and our friendship can continue on. 
Pooing yourself in front of the whole class age 16 probably isn't the best school experience. And I always think back to that day with a mixture of guilt and joy. It was bloody hilarious. Uh, we lost contact after school, but I still see him uh, from time to time because he lives opposite me. None the wiser about the lesson I gave him. Though he didn't ever steal my food again. If he's listening, Stu, I am pretty sorry. <laughs> That's from Giles um, Smith of King Road in... No. <laughs> um, that is very, very good. Very Fantastic. Good. Did, you, did you... in Pete, did you, were you someone who... Because I know from... Well, from experience, my friends told me that some of them wouldn't would refuse to go for a number two at school. Yeah, I, I was never a big poo poo. How far away from the school did you live, though? Um, across the horses' field, about half an hour walk. Across the horses' field. Yeah, yeah I think we spoke about this before. I used to get chased, chased by horses. No, we haven't. I've never heard this before. We literally have. The, the listeners will have, have remembered. Well, you but, cut across a horses' field. Yeah, to get to the. Otherwise, you had like another ten minutes to walk. So you cut huh. across a horses' field, and the farmer. Specific, even though the um, they had right away because it had a style and it was, I think it was part of a little walk. But they um, he just put three nasty, three of his nastiest horses in the field to try and get people to you know to not go through to, there, to not go through there. But oh, I mean, did you ever try and ride one of them? Say again, you should have tried to ride one of them. Imagine if you're I probably had. allergic to horses, are you? <laughs> no, that's the one thing I'm not. I think right. we've spoken about my allergies before: cats, dogs, certain trees, not horses. So I got no. a little horse, little Shetland pony. Uh, yeah, that would have been lovely. I used to walk the quick way to school on the way to school, which is about 20 minutes. But I used to go the long way home because I used to walk home with some other friends. So I used mm. to go the long way around. I remember um, walking. The most exciting thing that happened in that horse's field was somebody had um, parked a car just outside the horse's field. And these bigger lads, wrong-uns, absolute wrong-uns from our school. Uh, like, he just did it as like, he just did it like just out of, like he was walking home, he just fancied it. He just jumped on the bonnet of this car that had been parked there, put his foot through the wind windscreen, and his him and his friends just set to it, Street Fighter Two style, and just beat the shit out of this car. What? And it was the most scariest thing I'd ever seen in my life. How did they do, what weapons did they have? He, he just put his foot straight through the windscreen, like like you know, like yeah. made of like a compressed kind of fracture sort of yeah. thing, and then they just set about pulling off wing mirrors and beating the shit out. Whose of his car, car was it? They had no idea. I had no idea. Well, that's scary. It was, like, I, it was just. The, I think the act of just setting about a car was just really kind of frightening. It was like bloody hell. Do you know who they were by name? Um, I don't remember their names. But they were naughty lads. What are they doing now? Do you reckon? I probably think they're in prison. Yeah, yeah. Well, like Caravaggio was for a bit. <laughs> um, yeah, that was. I was. I was always quite. I mean, because of the way school is set out, obviously in different year groups and stuff. I feel like it, and because you're younger, of course, and years mean a lot when you're younger. You've not been alive for so long, but I do think that the, the, the sort of separation, separating out of um, of years at school, made it a lot more um, pronounced, right? So someone who's a year older than you, that mm. would, that would mean a lot at school, wouldn't oh, it? Oh, hugely! And, and, and you never like went out with a girl older than you or younger than you. It was just I had, you know, I had this weird, um, well, I had this lucky situation. I told you about him actually already. This guy called Paul who used to live opposite me um, when we started talking about people called Paul uh, a few few months ago. Um, and he was a year above me, mm. and the year below me was like the worst year the school had ever had, and it was already a bad school. I think it was the worst performing school in the county anyway, Right. and this year below was the worst year they'd ever had. I mean, but by the time that the year below got to like third or fourth year, the school was being like closed and stuff for a day because <laughs> they were causing mayhem. Anyway, but because my, my friend Paul, the year above me, was known as one of the hard kids, and we were good friends. I never got like bothered. I never got like hassled or anything like that because they knew I was really good friends. It was almost like having an ersatz older brother, which was a big thing to have at school, right? Mm. But other than that, stuff used to go on all the time at my school. There was there was a um, there was a fight at my school on the playing field once between a couple of guys of my age, and one of them 
like almost literally snapped the other guy's leg in half. <laughs> it was <laughs> it was horrible. <laughs> there was one time when a guy got excluded from our school, and he came back in 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 a uh, in normal clothes. Oh, you're hard. Oh, actually, you was hard. Yeah. Uh, and uh, he, he started calling out a teacher, like saying, "I want so and so. I want him. I won't name him because it'd be unfair. I want him. I want him. Get him out here. I want to fight. Get him. Mr. Armstrong out here. I'm going to fucking do him." Yeah, and um, and the teacher came out no. and like bluffed him out of it. Took his jacket off, took his tie off, rolled his sleeves up, said, "Right, come on, then. What are we doing here?" And the guy was like, <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. So I'd love to a teacher beat the shit out of a kid. In many ways, I think I've been all right in London because the school I went to was the most dangerous place I'm ever going to be. <laughs> um, mate, before we go, very, very quickly, I, I forgot to bring, you, bring this up earlier. I want to get your opinion on it. Have you seen the unbelievable footage of that family who got out of their car in a safari park? Oh, it's amazing, isn't it? My goodness me. What is in their heads? One of the woman is carrying a baby. Incredible. So, for those who haven't seen it, it's a, a, a safari park in the Netherlands. Um, Beeks- what do they think a safari park is? <laughs> Beeksy Bergen Park, it's called. And this car, I think it's a Volkswagen Golf, set in the scene, it's a no. black car. They pull over. There are cheetahs just knocking about. Mm. I know the cheetah is the smallest of the big cats, but it's a dangerous animal. <laughs> and they just get out. The bloke gets out. The woman gets out holding a toddler. And at one point, it's almost like. Um, a scene in Jurassic Park where the, where the raptors come in <laughs> and they're looking around. And I think the cheetahs almost don't quite know what to do. Yeah. Because I suppose from their point of view, it's like, this is prey, but it's quite big. Yeah. So, and they're quite tall and I don't really know. But they're, they're, in, po- they're in pounce position, aren't they, the yeah. cheetahs? Oh yeah, they're ready to go. And they actually start legging it after the family. It's like, what the flip? It makes my hands go sweaty <laughs> watching it. No, no, one was, no one was hurt, was there? No, I think, they, I think they got back in their car. But it was the way they sort of went, how dare... De- they need to keep these animals under control. Like, yeah, they need to keep yeah. these animals under control. They're, they're sort of like pompous attitude towards it, yeah. And the, and the car that's following is going, what's in, is it near? Near? What's in, what's no in, uh, in Dutch? Don't know. They're Don't going, know. no, no, no! Oh, oh God, no! The car behind them has a torch and attracts, attracts the cheetah <laughs> that comes over. Honk it. They've got, ni- they got night uh, vision goggles on. <laughs> And a big a, goat gets disappeared. What a mess. Yeah, it was, it was incredible. It was one of the most compelling videos I've seen for, for a long time. I'm pleased they got out of it, especially the kid. I mean, Jesus, what chance has that kid got with parents Inst- like bet that? bet they got a great Instagram shot. <laughs> um, yeah. Idiots. Niels de Wilt of the, uh, of the Berksy Bergen Park said, um, the park makes it clear that visitors should not get out of their vehicles. Jeez. I mean, and... Uh, that's, why the, that's why the safari park's set up like that. I remember going to see a cheetah and, uh, and the man who looked after all of the animals, he went, he basically went, I hate cheetahs. Really? They, they sometimes run so fast, they kill themselves. Wow. Their, their they brain really? over, they, they can't keep up the pace of very long. No. Because their body overheats and right. they die. Right. So he said, it's a shit, Anna. <laughs> like, he really, like, he's supposed to be looking up to the animal and going, it's a shit, Anna. <laughs> it is the worst. They, are, they do look like sleekly designed for speed, don't yeah. they? They're pretty. Um, speaking of that, um, sort of, encountering uh, animals in these types of situations. Uh, Bristol Zoo's got a legendary silverback gorilla called Jock. Jock. And it's massive. It's a wicked gorilla. It sits out in the, in the um, outdoor bit of its, of its mm. pen when it's food, uh, feeding time, every single time, same, um, same time every day. And obviously one of the attractions there is feeding time for the gorillas. And, it, and, the, and when it's feeding time, none of the other gorillas will go out because of, he's the alpha male, so he gets to go out first. Mm. He goes out into the middle of the outdoor part of the pen sits on this little mound and holds his hand out like that and <laughs> waiting for the particular zookeeper to throw him a massive cabbage. 
because they're vegetarian, right? Yeah. So and he catches the cabbage and he just eats it like an apple. And only when he's finished like two cabbages do the other grillers know they can come out and have their food. But anyway, <laughs> that's, so it's quite interesting the Jocks dynamic. That is cabbage. It's, it's interesting when people talk about alpha males and dynamic, mm. and that's obviously where it comes from. But I always think whenever I go there, our, our friends used to live very close there, and they used to have a season ticket, so we used to go all the time. I always used to think because the only thing keeping them in there is quite a wide sort of, not a river, but a stream mm. with a little bit of um, fencing, which is only about like three foot high, which I suppose is probably electrified. Mm. And it, got, it gets you thinking, I mean, I don't know what a gorilla's like, relationship with water is, but if a gorilla really wanted to get out, could he get out of that? <laughs> like, it's a stream, okay, it's probably quite deep, and it's a three foot high electric fence. Mm. They've probably thought about it, to be honest. And also, electric fences are like quite startling if you get your hand on one. Yeah, true. Like, ah! But, but um, the, the, the apps, I know this is like an obvious thing to say, but they have an indoor bit as well, of course, and you can walk around that. Mm. And sometimes you, you might be lucky or unlucky, depending on which way you look at it, um, to see Jock, the alpha male, like trying to stop another gorilla doing something he shouldn't be doing by banging the wall. And the <laughs> reverberations of its strength. It could rip you to pieces, man. It could rip you to absolute pieces. They're such docile animals as well. That's what I like about them. And do you, know what like got, do you know what they've got? Do you know they've got big crowns on top of their head? Doesn't that mean that they're um, that they're the? I, th- I think only alpha males got those. Yeah, but do you know how they get it? Oh, I don't know. It's the uh, scar tissue and the build-up from grinding their teeth. <clears throat> right, really? Yeah. Oh, that's interesting. Hmm. Oh, well, I've go. learned something. I probably got that wrong. <laughs> well, I'm sure we'll find out next week because yeah. people do like getting involved with that kind of caper. Um, Hello at LukeandPeacher.com if you want to tell us anything we've said that's wrong today or any other day, or if you've got a story to tell us. Um, we'll be back next time around um, for more of this kind of nonsense. Yeah. So, say goodbye, Peter. Corrections and clarifications. We're ready to we chuck some out there. And Pete guarantees some new jingles by next week. Fuck off. <laughs>